says we are recording. Hello, DTL. This is Coach Shaken Blake of the Mighty Fremont Tarzans, and I am here with Coach Bills. How are you doing today, Coach? Hey, hey Coach. I'm doing well. Uh, how are you? We are doing great. Uh, we are covering first today the uh, Rini group, and we are going to start with the number one seed, the Lancaster Jarrett McLeans. Um, this, uh, this team last year was an NTT team. Was five seed, finished sixth. Uh, great run. Um, they graduate the 11754 class, which contained their uh, starting uh, small forward, who's the group is named after, Bailey Reaney. Um, and they bring in the 6321 uh, class. A good, uh, good, at least, Meg score, at least. Um, what do you kind of see from these guys right now? Yeah, so. Lancaster was a team that I liked a lot heading into last season's NTT. Uh, I did that solo podcast previewing the tournament and picked them to make the final four. And then they almost got there uh, as uh, they were a five seed. They made the elite eight and got beat by a Seattle team that I, I consistently underrated in that tournament. Uh, mm -hmm. And they, on they only graduated one senior starter. Uh, he's the namesake of this group, Bailey Reaney, who was you know a very good player. Uh, but as you mentioned, they have a pretty strong looking freshman class led by a player who I think can maybe fill in nicely for him in Logan McSwain, 6'8", uh, sure. repl replacing 6'8", Reaney graduate. Uh, and the team just has a lot of talent coming back. Timothy Manahan is a star uh, playing power forward. Mm -hmm. Then this season's seniors are a consensus top 15 class. So guys who were starting, line, starting last year as juniors, Devin Pearson at point guard and Eduardo Towers at center. Uh, so this team is loaded. That's why they're preseason number five. Uh, they're a very deserving number one seed in this group. Yes, for sure. Uh, team is full of, uh, I mean, just look at the true shots from last year. Uh, yeah, you have 58%, uh, 51, 60, 56, and 68, just with the starters. And uh, Logan, Logan probably is a pretty safe bet to probably slide in at that small four position. He shot pretty well in high school and um, has definitely the passing to support the other guys around him. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be a very strong team. Um, they've definitely have the talent uh, lying around uh, their freshman class. They only they started two of them in that six, eight class. So um, should be a very good team again. Yeah, I'm taking a look at what they had last year on the bench just to see if one of those guys may slide in in front of McSwain. It's tough to say. Uh, Aaron Eller was pretty good at that backup small forward position last year. He actually had uh, an even better true shooting percentage than any, almost all the starters, 66.3. 66 mm -hmm. uh, so certainly that's another guy, just another option uh, for Coach Shad and the Jarrett mm -hmm. McLeans in that potential small forward spot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's got a nice tall squad. I mean, he gets six eight, six eight, six nine, um, most likely coming out. So um, nice to have a tall uh, uh, front court there. So yeah, strong team. Um, moving on, we'll move on to my team. Uh, last year, we made the NTT with the eleven seed, uh, finished thirty fourth. Uh, we. Um, graduate the 167-134 class, which doesn't really tell the full story, um, <laughs> uh, which we'll get to, but we bring in the 84-115 class. 
yeah. I guess any thoughts before I uh, talk about that? Sure. I mean, I defer to you, obviously, but you know, we talked briefly offline before this started. As you alluded to, you had a great senior starter. We know, regardless of what the Mags thought, Cameron Middleton was a stud at shooting guard, and as you pointed out, really was a huge part of your offense. Right? I mean, scored twenty three point seven points a game. Nobody else was over fourteen. And it looks to me like the recruits you brought in um, don't really have that kind of scoring. So my question to you is, where's the scoring going to come from, Coach? Yeah, that's what we're sort of kind of working on in scrims. Um, I think our two kind of are, well, we got three options, um, maybe four, depending on how things work out. Herrera has been a very good player for us for a long time. Um, he's kind of been overshadowed. Last year was his first year he uh, wasn't. Um, he had only 13 point, almost 14 points a game, but before he was up to 17 before. Um, Aaron Ryman um, was a stud in high school, hasn't quite figured it out in the uh, league here so far, but um, last year started definitely picking up with at least shooting. Um, and then we also have uh, Janinia Bright, who in high school um, was 29.2 uh, points per game on 61% true shot. So trying to work him in the little mix. He's a little short, um, which is kind of the negative on hit uh, Janini. If he was, you know, about two inches taller, I think he'd be the clear go-to, but um, trying to figure out how to work those guys in. Um, where we are, uh, groups we brought in definitely more support cast guys, which we definitely don't mind. Um, we didn't really have a point guard um a, a solid point guard uh, Austin Vu has been a very nice uh, player so far um great passer tall can rebound um and then uh Angelo Tadlock was has been also a nice uh, addition so yeah it really does look like you focused on hands with these recruits I mean these guys have some great assist to turnover numbers I mean 7.6 I'm just looking at per 30 now 7.6 7.3 for Russell and Tadlock, and then Vu 4.6 assists to just one turnover. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, you know, it goes without saying, I guess, another way to improve your offense, as opposed to bringing in guys who can shoot, is players who will put other players in the best position to get good shots. So it does look like you've done that nicely. Exactly, and that's what we're hoping. Um, since we don't have that super-duper dominant, like going Cameron Middleton, who just drops 20 to 30 points per game, um, we're hoping a little bit extra support towards Ryman Herrera and Bright um, can really bolster the missing dominant shot. So, yeah. And I mean, as you said, Bright has the background to suggest that he might be able to do that despite his height, you know, 29 a game in high school. And, you know, if I can reveal some sensitive scrimmage data, he, he put up 32 on us in the scrimmage that we played against you guys earlier today. So yes. yeah, he, he clearly, he clearly can score. Yes, he's got flashes. Uh, he's a little inconsistent at points, so we're trying to work that out. Uh, you know, it happens. He's, he's only a sophomore now, right? He was yeah, inconsistent he as a freshman. That makes sense. Yep. He's drop, you know, he'll drop 35, 40, and then he'll drop 10. <laughs> so I uh, tried to figure out how to work him out so that he's a little bit more consistent. Uh, sort of yeah, I can see he had a 26 point game last year as a point guard, as starter earlier in, in your season and then uh, mm -hmm. lost the starting role. Yep. So yeah, working, working it out. Uh, it's hard when you get a lot, uh, when you don't have a dominant player, it's hard sometimes to figure out where you want to put them. So. 
Yeah, but Her- as you said, Her- <laughs> Herrera and Ryman are both both good players. Those guys can take another step forward too, as well. You know, you, there's a reason you're preseason number eleven. Oh, you know, we talked before, and we'll get into now this next team, I'm sure. But three teams in this group are in the top eleven preseason, so really a, a tough tough group. Yes, yes, definitely. And that's a nice transition into the next group. We have the Carbonero Clips. Um, last year they were a PTT team. They were five seed, finished twenty eighth. Um, they graduate um, a nothing class, basically a 229-242 class who had uh, nobody starting, no surprise, two NAs in the group. And they bring in the 29-49 class, so significant upgrade there. Um, Carbondale. Yeah, um, yeah. Initial thoughts. It's a, yeah, sure, sure. So as you said, you know, a team that wasn't in the NTT last year, but has this gaudy preseason ranking this year. And the explanation is really clear, right? I mean, you pointed it out. They graduated a class that's near the bottom of the rankings and brought in a very solid class. And the other classes that are left on the roster are good as well. Um, Mm -hmm. The guy who sticks out to me among the freshmen is Evans Fain, uh, 6'1 point guard, primarily because I saw him on the high school stars list all the time, it seemed. I I remember seeing his name a lot. His -hmm. overall numbers won't completely wow you. Um, Not sure he's going to be a superstar at the college level, but He's very solid and he will, you know, be added to a group that didn't lose very much, you know, some balanced scoring in the starting lineup um, led last year by Gareth Hoskins per 30, at least Uh, I think per game, he was not the leading scorer. I believe it was Burns, uh, but close between the two of them. And then uh, even Ryan O'Brien off their bench last season, which is a fun name to say. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and Christian Earls, both of those guys had 17 points a game or 17 points per 30, excuse me, off the bench. Uh, my question for this team is really in the front court. Uh, I think they've got some good guards. Uh, they were a little bit, I mean, you know, six, nine power forward, six, eight center Mark Anthony gully. I handled that position admirably last year, but for them to yeah. really take another step and justify that top six preseason ranking, I think, you know, they really would need to find an answer down low. Uh, I don't know that this team is likely to take quite as big of a leap as the preseason rankings suggest. Yeah, I'd agree. They're a little bit short. Um, definitely. I mean, uh, Mark Anthony did have 11.2 rebounds um, at mm-hmm. center. So definitely can at least provide that much, which is probably one of the most important things at center. If your guy can rebound. Um, mm-hmm. So he'll definitely do well there. Um it is interesting. I just find that uh, you got Daniel Burns, who's 6'4", playing small forward, and then Garrett Hop- Hopskins, uh, 6'8", shooting guard. Um, just kind of an interesting setup there. That is interesting. Probably, yeah. Probably at yeah, hands is. dependent based on the assist number. Um, that could be, yeah. So that might be something to look into because um, I, I was thinking – uh, there's a chance I could see Fanes coming in maybe for uh, Daryl uh, Wilhelm, um, who basically is providing uh, passing. Um, not the true shot has been weak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so he might be an option to replace um, beyond that. Um, can't really see. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably right. I think Fane will get a shot at that starting point guard position. Uh, mm-hmm. And one quick note on Hoskins, you mentioned how he's 6'8", played shooting guard last year. He did start out at small forward. He played the three exhibition games and the three first regular season games. So I suppose the PNTT games at mm-hmm. small forward. 
uh, and had a couple nice games, but got moved to shooting guard and only went back to small forward once later in the season. Actually played a few games at point guard too. So it seems like, you know, yeah, Car- Carbondale has had a lot of success over the years and last year wasn't quite where they've been at times. So, you know, I think the coach was was trying to move things around, see what he had. For sure. I mean, if you're, uh, you're not have it, if you don't feel like you have a squad that's going to make the NTT, uh, you might as well test a few things out and see what you actually have and build for next, next season. So, um, but yeah, very good squad for Carbondale. Mm-hmm. Um, last group we have, and this is the Carnegie Peanuts. Um, last year, they were an RTT team, uh, seventh seed and finished 12th, so played very well in the RTT. Uh, graduate the 29-43 class, containing, um, it looks like most, well, sometimes with shooting guard. Um, it looks like uh, Carnegie was moving a lot of players around not 100 sure where where they ended up <laughs> but graduated um a starter of some sort joseph uh thorn um and they bring in the 4050 class so pretty flat um, maybe a little worse but can't complain yeah and you know it'll depend probably on the exact personnel i i had sort of lost track of this carnegie program i hadn't realized they had fallen to this level i mean it's a team that was a perennial NTT squad for quite a while. I mean, if you go mm-hmm. through seasons four through 20, uh, there was a stretch of PTT appearances in there, but most of those were in the NTT. And yeah. I mean, they made it all the way to the NTT title game in season 25. So this was a dominant program for a while uh, that has fallen on some hard times. And I think that is why, you know, consistent with what we were saying about Carbondale, you saw so much player movement around the lineup last year because, mm-hmm. you know, Coach JFM is trying to figure it out. Doesn't have quite the talent that maybe he was used to having uh, mm-hmm. and certainly not the same level of success. Uh, last year, their problem really was on the defensive side of the ball. They gave up 54.7% true shooting percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really block very many shots, 4.2 blocks per game as a team. Uh, only had one guy who averaged over one, or excuse me, two players who averaged over one block per 30 minutes. And both of them were primarily bench players. Mm. And didn't didn't necessarily solve that problem this season uh, with the recruits they brought in. Mm-hmm. You know, some some players who can pass and Murphy, Cox and Stevens, they all have that. Uh, and it looks like they may be decent defenders in the backcourt. But I wonder if this team will really be able to take a significant step until, you know, they bring in somebody down low who can anchor the defense there. For sure. There, he's definitely got some height lying around, you know. You got Ethan Williams, who's 6'9. You got Jerry um, McGuinn, who's 6'10. Dwayne uh, Irving, 6'9. And uh, Michael Stafford, um, who's 6'11. Definitely, he looks like he's basically tried them all <laughs> at center mm-hmm, at some mm-hmm. point. Um, so um, Matt oh, and uh, Jesse Peer apparently has also played center some. <laughs> so um, I imagine, um, yeah, it's going to be tough to really compete consistently if they haven't really found that uh more of a staple center that can at least rebound and play some defense but um i think um miguel murphy um is definitely a strong player um, i mean five uh 4.7 assists from shooting guard is fantastic um mm-hmm. and um true shot is quite high for um not a ton of points per game but um might have been sh- overshadowed by a really good a shooter somewhere else, um, which is why he's got the inflated uh, assists 
assists and um, maybe he can handle some shooting load. So, yeah, I mean, looking at to go back to the center options, Stafford has some pretty decent per 30 numbers last year. And as a, as a high schooler had even better numbers. Uh, So, you know, coach JFM knows what he's doing, obviously. And there I'm sure Stafford has some limitations, but just from the outside, it looks like he would be somebody who could anchor that spot if given a more consistent starting opportunity. For sure. He definitely at least has the rebounding and um, can provide passing. I think the defense is the question mark, Um, you know, high school 1.1 and 1.6 from center is not what you can, uh, what you're hoping for. But very true. 11.3 rebounds uh, is definitely worth something. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And last year was at per 30, 1.6 deals and 1.4 blocks. I mean, again, they need somebody down low who's really an intimidating presence. And I, I don't mean to suggest that Stafford is that, but he's a mm-hmm. solid player. And I, I would think that, you know, he could, he could fill a role for this team. For sure. At least hold it down. Yes. Mm-hmm. For the year, uh, for a consistent, just consistency across the board. So. Um, so that's this, uh, group, I guess, how do you kind of see, uh, anything, everything kind of rolling out if you had to pick somebody to escape this group or competitive? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, as we said, you know, three teams in the preseason top 11, so mm-hmm. certainly going to be a dogfight to get out of it. Uh, I don't think Carnegie is likely to be able to keep up. I, I see what the, the, you mm-hmm. know, the preseason rankings see for them. Uh, but I also think Lancaster is a step ahead, you know, and I'd be curious to hear what you think about your team. And I, again, I would defer, you'll know best, but to me, Lancaster in the elite eight last season graduated one very solid senior starter, but brought in some decent recruits and has, you know, nice players that are coming back, especially, uh, you know, a senior class that's ranked number seven, hardwood 15 sim hoops as a result, largely of Timothy man, or excuse me, Manhan is the freshman Pearson and towers. Uh, you know, it's just a really solid team. I see them as, you know, maybe a cut above the rest of this group. What, what do you think? Yes, I would agree with that. Um, I think they have just the um, consistency across the board. Um, uh, just a solid uh, two really solid co- classes to co- brought brought in. Um, so, yeah, I would agree. I think it'll be a nice fight between me and Carbondale for that second slot uh, depends mm-hmm. on kind of how things roll out here in the first little bit. Um, but wouldn't be surprised if me or him uh, gets a cheese clause or something like that. Yeah, I think that's right. You guys are certainly going to be right there in the fight for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll see um, how everything rolls out, but thanks for listening. This is the uh, reading group and uh, we'll be back with another group some other time.